It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in, everybody, to Betting Pros. It is me, Joey P, Joe P. Zapia. That, of course, is Scott Bogman, and it's you. It can only mean that it's week three in college football here on Betting Pros, and we're going to take you through the likes and the leans, and, of course, what we learned from week two in college football. An eventful week. I got to watch oh, uh, Iowa and Iowa State, which I enjoyed. I thought that was a very fun game. That was like game. an NFL game. That was. It was a very fun game. I enjoyed that profusely. I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted to on Saturday because – I had uh, <clears throat> children's football to coach, of course. Yes, so that's right. That, got to coach your own important. team. It's that's very right. important. Uh, yeah, I've got some new recruits too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to some kids' houses. Mm-hmm. Got to talk to the parents. Got to bring them over there. But Boggs, it was it was Joe fun. Saban Pizza Pia. That's right. I'm great in the kitchen, baby. I am great. You get me in the kitchen. Get me in the living room. I am fantastic. I'm going to recruit your kid. Uh, but hopefully, we're going to recruit some W's here. Uh, so let's let's just recap last week real quick before we move on to the games coming up. We had. Uh, a little bit of an upset there with Ohio State, so we can certainly touch on that. So let's start there because that was certainly uh, surprising, to say the least. Yeah, you know, there are some things where you just, it takes two weeks to really learn. So you see Ohio State struggle against Minnesota and you go, all right, you know, new quarterback. They're just a little behind in the first quarter because the second half, CJ Stroud made some throws and CJ Stroud was not the issue in this game. They scored four touchdowns against a tough Oregon defense. Good secondary with Oregon and stuff, but they could not stop CJ Verdell. I mean, I think that's the best game I've ever seen CJ Verdell play. And it was against uh, Ohio State, which was crazy. And dude has real speed. Uh, Anthony Brown didn't have to make too many big throws, uh, you know, so he did enough to to help them win. And uh, I just I can't believe how overrated Ohio State was coming into season. Yeah, uh, Texas. Your thoughts on your boys? Oh, come on, a little Longhorn action there for you. How was yeah. that for you? Uh, not great, uh, but also I'm used to it, which is why you know I-, I thought that they would go in and beat Arkansas down. They still cannot tackle, and that is the big thing. You know that that's a big difference maker. You watch a team like Iowa, who you saw this week play Iowa State, mm-hmm. you see wrap up tackles. You know, grab them and throw them. When you watch college football one day and then you watch the nfl you see what the difference is in the defenders it's guys that can make a tackle uh so i mean cj verdell broke a huge one and they had him stopped he didn't he wasn't running past guys but he broke two tackles because these dudes can't tackle you know so uh texas still having issues with that arkansas has got some big dudes for sure but uh you know they just pounded texas into the ground and uh, making another change at quarterback back to casey thompson who i thought was going to start the year but uh uh, yeah, it's still rough in Texas. It's still rough in Texas. How about Notre Dame? Your thoughts on the fighting Irish? <laughs> I, I am so sick of Notre Dame. I picked them twice. Look, this week, you know, I was five, four, and one week one on my uh, Bogman's Best Bets, the article that I put up on at Betting Pros. Uh, we talk about the nationally televised games here. I do the mm-hmm. ones that I really, really like in that one. I was seven and three this week, and Notre Dame screwed me twice. And mm. It's, uh, you know, our boy, John Lobb, I do the ITL CFF show with him. He talked about how terrible that offensive line is. It's real bad. I didn't get to watch them a lot week one against Florida State, but I watched them uh, against Toledo and they are bad. Toledo is getting a bunch of pressure. Toledo's a good G5 team, but they have no business uh, playing with Notre Dame at, at South Bend. So 
Uh, that game was way too close for comfort. I just don't know. They're going to have to, that O line is going to have to gel for them to get better. And it's not going to happen in the first month of the season. So they look bad. All right. What else did you learn this past week before we move on to this week's games? BYU. Well, uh, BYU, SmackDown, Utah. Mm -hmm. Remember, I. Remember, I called that BYU game, Joe. You did. Uh, I said, if you're going to bet on this game, because I didn't really like it. But but I said, I, I don't really like this game, but just put money straight up on BYU if you're going to gamble this game. And they did. They won straight up. So that was impressive. Um, USC was just waiting for a reason to fire Clay Helton. So he was, uh, he, he was kind of the scapegoat. But you can't be losing games. I mean, Stanford uh, has been pretty bad and they don't have really a semblance of offense right now and you let them beat you usc that was terrible uh dante williams uh, is going to step in there and um you know uh coach be the interim head coach that's their fourth interim head coach in the last eight years joe wow so uh they got to get they got to get somebody in you know you've already heard the urban meyer rumors and he's well i think he's going to be available very soon i could just tell you that i think <laughs> Urban Meyer might indeed be available sometime by Halloween. It's very possible if things you you lose to the Texans week one. Yikes. That is not yeah, the that good was way rough. to start. That was rough. Yeah, all right. But rough. that's all in the past. It's a new week. Yes, it is. So let's start with Ohio at Louisiana. Uh, University of Louisiana is favored by 20 in this game, 57 and a half. And again, these are the likes we're going to start with. These are the games that Bogman has serious feelings about. So give us your serious feelings and emotions about Ohio at Louisiana. Well, look, Ohio got smoked by Syracuse, who was one of the worst power five teams in the country. They lost to Duquesne last week. So ULL, they haven't been their best. I think they were a better squad last season for sure, but they're still much better than Ohio, way, way better than Ohio. So I think that uh, this is it's going to be a fun uh, Thursday night game for you to watch. But my money is on uh, the Raging Cajuns 100%. I like Louisiana in this game because I don't think Ohio has a lot going here for them. So uh, give me Louisiana. All right, let's go to UCF at Louisville. This is a UCF offense against Louisville defense. Would you would you put it in that sense? And UCF is favored by seven in this one. The over under is 68. So your thoughts on UCF at Louisville? Yeah, the, this whole matchup, like you mentioned, Joe, is going to be UCF's offense versus Louisville's defense in this game. And I just uh, I don't even think Gus Malzahn can screw up this UCF offense. Right. So, yeah, I know he likes to grind it out. We saw him at Auburn uh, run a bunch of those, you know, slogging 10 to 7 type of Big Ten, you know, uh, games. But Dylan Gabriel and company are uh, lighting the world on fire. I just don't think. I think they're going to get up, and I think it's going to be difficult for Mikael Cunningham to lead Louisville back. More of a running threat, um, you know. So for me, I like uh, I like UCF a ton in this game. The over uh, the the over is kind of sixty eight. I don't want to mess with that, but I will take UCF and uh, give the uh, seven here easy. Third ranked Oklahoma will be at home. A little sluggish start to the year for Oklahoma, but. Certainly uh, getting back on track, I think, last week. And now they've, uh, they're going to host Nebraska. And, oh, it's only 22 and a half points that they're favored by. It's, it's a big number, but, again, this is third-ranked Oklahoma, so we expect them to put uh, a whooping on Nebraska. The over-under in this game is 61 and a half. So how do you approach this one? 
you know, they got me week one uh, when Tulane went in there and almost beat them. God, that would have been great. Oh, I would have enjoyed that so much. <laughs> but uh, they didn't. Uh, but I think, like you said, they had Western Carolina last week. The offense got into a rhythm. Spencer Rattler, I think, had five touchdowns uh, in that game. So I think they're here. And what we know about Nebraska is they are not in rhythm. <laughs> you know, uh, had a big win last week, but. Uh, they're going to go into Norman and I think they're going to get stomped. This could be a Notre Dame situation where I'm just, if you know, giving too much to the talent of Oklahoma, but I think it's everything in Nebraska. That's wrong. I don't think Adrian Martinez can help that team come back. If they get down, I think they're going to get down real fast. So give me Nebraska, uh, give me Oklahoma in a walk. All right. This is the point in the show where I tell you that the, uh, the number on Bama is too small. Uh, it's <laughs> Alabama, first-ranked Alabama at 11th-ranked Florida. Bama by 14. 14? That's it? Should be a little bit more than that. I don't care. It's Florida. I don't care. Uh, the number's 58 and a half. Uh, once again, uh, I don't understand what's going on here with these Bama numbers. Bama looks so good. <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just, I can't wrap my mind around, I mean, unless you think this is like a garbage time where, you know, they kind of let Florida back in at the end, and I can understand that, but I don't know. 14 again. I'm just sitting here thinking it's not enough. I, uh, you know, I, I think you're probably right. And I think talent wise, Florida is one of the few teams that can match up with Alabama, you know, Florida, Georgia, Clemson, some years, Ohio state, obviously not this year, some years, Oklahoma, <laughs> probably not this year, but I think there are some teams that can match up. Auburn can match up with Bama sometimes as well, but so I think Florida can match up, but they're not in rhythm. Bama is in mid season form. Uh, you know, Emory Jones is really, uh, and I'm excited about Emory Jones of Florida. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I think he's a great dude to replace Kyle Trask here, but I just, he's not in rhythm yet. Richardson is banged up who a lot of people think is going to replace Emory Jones at some point. He, Emory has thrown two touchdowns and four picks so far. I'm with you, man. I think they get smoked by Bama. Uh, 73% of the betting public is on Bama. 98% of the money is going to the under in this game. So, um, I mean, and I'm not real confident in that under because it's under uh, 58 and a half. I don't know. Bama might get most of that. So I don't want to really mess with that, but I do like Bama against the spread here. All right, good. I'm glad you're finally coming around. I mean, what? what when you got to get these numbers in the 20s, I think, for Bama. Like, I just, I don't know, man. They're just that good. They're just so smooth yeah. and they execute so well. Uh, Florida State at Wake Forest. Wake Forest, five and a half point favorites in this game. 61 and a half is the number. Do you think that uh, Florida State can go in there and cover this? No, uh, they have shown me nothing at all. You know, I thought, okay, maybe they're getting better. Maybe they're getting better. They just played Notre Dame real hard. Well, we just talked about how bad Notre Dame is True. this year. They suck. So uh, th this team just lost to what, Jackson State or whoever it was. Terrible. Uh, on a, on a hail mary. Did you see? By the way, did you <laughs> see the guy propose in the end zone to his girlfriend, the Florida State player, after they lost? Like the other team is celebrating on the field, and he's proposing to his girlfriend. Maybe it's his birth or birthday or something. I, I don't know what he was thinking. Uh, maybe save it for a win, bud. But 
Uh, Wake Forest is a yeah. capable well, offense. He might not get engaged then if he keeps waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe might I was going to ask you to marry me, but uh, yeah. we just didn't win enough games. Uh, you, know. you know what? Maybe keep it for Valentine's Day, bud, because uh, it's going to be a long year. But uh, Wake Forest is a capable offense. Uh, David Bell, uh, or I'm thinking of Purdue, but but I they they've got um they've got some good uh, hitters on the squad, so. I like Wake Forest. I like their offense. They're going to be able to put up points on Florida State, and Florida State can't score. So give me Wake Forest. USC at Washington State. USC minus 8.5, 62.5 is the number. So what do you think happens here in the interim? (laughs) Uh, Okay, so USC, look, this is the fourth fourth time in the last eight years, like I said, that they've – uh, the, but it, they, but doesn't that usually happen when a guy gets fired? That even if in the NFL you see this, like the kids respond, the players respond for that first week. This feels like that kind of setup potentially. This is one hundred percent a trap game for betters because the money is on Washington State. The money's on the over. Uh, I don't really care about the over. I think uh, you know Washington State lost to Utah State week one. They're not exactly what what I would call stable. And I think when you look at two unstable programs, even though one is replacing a head coach, I'm going to go to the one with more talent. And every year until the end of time in college football, USC should have more talent than Washington State every single year. So not going to happen every year, but it should happen every year. It's just so easy to recruit to uh, California. Uh, Hey, uh, everything is great here. Uh, except for taxes, and you're not making a lot of money with your yeah, NFIs. Uh, yeah, and all uh, the money anyway. you're making is on the down low. So. NILs, yeah. <laughs> I, I I get all. I always mix up NIL with NFTs and NITs and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's all confusing. But the the name, image, and likeness, sure. May, maybe you get hit with some taxes or whatever. But you're living in California. The weather's great. The people are beautiful. Go to California, right? So, um, for me, I think USC wins this one by more than eight and a half points. I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's very funny how, and you would think that the betting public will actually know better about this because it feels like every time there is a coaching change is that immediate response. After that, it probably reverts back to all the ails and all the ailments and all the ills that were there in the program to begin with or in the, the team to begin with. But it's that first week where you have a massive up because all of a sudden everyone's playing for their life a little bit. You know, people are like, wow, what am I going to do? I got to I got to have a good game because maybe I want to transfer somewhere if I don't like the new coach or how this stuff. Like there's so much going on here to unpack. You don't see this very often, too, where we're three weeks into a season. The head football coach at a big program. They were just waiting for the shoe to drop, man. Well, first mistake that he made. Yeah, it did. So and actually the rumor is Eric Biennemi, the Chiefs offensive. Well, let me tell Uh, you, man, Eric, he's from there. Eric he should, have got, should have gotten a head coaching job. He uh, should be coaching the Texans right now. Yeah, but you know what? They look that that's a whole other show we could do. South Carolina yeah. at Georgia. UGA <laughs> is favored by 31 and a half in this game. 48 and a half is the number. So clearly uh, this looks to be a, a butt whipping here that Georgia could put on South Carolina. Is this dangerous, though? Is the number too big? If y'all want to watch a murder live on television, uh, this you guys is the game see a dead to body? watch. seriously georgia is going to stomp south carolina i hate lines like this because the funniest thing to me is that the line is 31 and a half and the over is 48 and a half Mm -hmm. so but we just saw uab i would say uab is probably a better team than south carolina right now they're at least equivalent and they lost 56 to 7 to georgia last week so did you see the one sad guy like they have this big because they're the blazers the guy who got engaged? Dragon. No, I'm just kidding no 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 <laughs> not him 
But they have, you He's know, a lot of sad. teams do, do the turnover chain and all this stuff. Uh, well, UAB got a turnover in like with like three minutes left in the game or whatever. And the guy puts on, it's this huge like dragon skull that's all uh-huh. studded out and everything. And he's like flashing it to the camera and everything. And the score says, 50, you guys are losing 56 to seven, dude. Like may, maybe pack up the dragon head and take it back to uh, Birmingham with you, you know? So uh, I, I don't know, man. I hate big lines usually, but this one it's should a be a bloodbath. I think I mean, this is like, this I think like Georgia Bubba wins Binger. this game going away. I think they might they might hit this over without South Carolina scoring a point. So now look, sometimes these kids will get up for a rivalry game. I know Georgia doesn't consider South Carolina a rival, but they're SEC rivals. Mm-hmm. So may, maybe they'll play hard or whatever. And if you don't like those huge lines, I don't blame you. People get caught in them all the time. Notre Dame got me twice on those <laughs> uh, big lines. So, um, but I like Georgia. I think Georgia is just one of the strongest teams in the country this year. South Carolina's got nothing right now. Arizona State ranked 19th against BYU, number 23. ASU is favored by three and a half. 51 and a half is the number. Your thoughts on this one? Look, BYU is coming off a huge win. And, and you know, I, I like that one because I didn't think Utah was as good as people were giving them credit for. Um, I wasn't really sure, but I think BYU proved that. But I think... ASU is definitely the better team here. BYU has a strong defense, but I think Jane Daniels has in his weapons, Rashad White, Ricky Purcell, uh, LV Bunkley-Shelton will prove a little more challenging than Charlie Brewer. In I mean, Charlie Brewer looked lost, and I know he's a transfer and all that stuff. I think he's your age, Joe. I think he's been in college for like 15 years or something, <laughs> uh, but he looked lost. He didn't look right. Jane Daniels is not going to look like that. This one will be tight. I mean, the spread is only three and a half points. But in, in ASU's on the road, so it's tough to take uh, a road favorite and all that stuff. But I think ASU is going to go in there and ruin BYU's year uh, by winning this game. All right. So those are the likes. Those are the ones that Bogman has some really strong opinions about. These are the leans. So we don't like it as much, but it's something that if you want to get involved, you can certainly look at. And let's start with Cincinnati, ranked number eight on the road against Indiana. Cincinnati is favored by three and a half. The number is 50 on this one, Box. You know, I, I um I really like Cincinnati. And I looked at this game initially and I went, this is Cincinnati in a walk. I think Indiana is completely overrated, but I I think they got stopped by Iowa. After seeing Iowa crush Iowa State, I went, All right, maybe Iowa's just really good and Indiana's not that bad, right? Because they look much better week two, Indiana did. So I think since he's gonna win. But the Power Five is 37 and seven against G5 teams uh, this year. And Indiana was ranked coming into the, the season, and they still have their same quarterback, Michael Penix. He is coming off knee surgery and all that stuff. Uh, but I just, I think Cincinnati is going to win this game, but this one makes me a little sweaty. So mm-hmm. give me Cincy, but I think it's going to play a little closer than anticipated. I think you might be overthinking this one. I, I, no, I'm, I, I definitely or- could be. I think your instincts about Cincinnati are right, but I understand your hesitation. You make a good point for it. Michigan State at Miami. Miami ranked 24th in the nation. Miami is six and a half point favorites at home, 56 and a half. Where's your lean on this one if you have one? Oh, I this game I don't like, uh, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to touch it with a 10-foot pole. I feel like the Hurricanes, uh, this is their opportunity to get back on track here. But Michigan State looks like they might, possibly maybe sort of have a competent offense this season. So I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Kenneth Walker. Um, and 
my guy Eric Proton uh, on my uh, CFF show, we make a bold prediction. He called Michigan State to win this game straight up. That gave me a little pause. Eric knows his stuff, but I, I think I think I'm going to take Miami. They're at home. Michigan State has to travel. I I think they're the better team, but they have not looked right yet. And look, rhythm and timing and uh, all that stuff is very very important for football, obviously. So. Uh, are they get? They should be able to get their timing right here, but I don't want to mess with this one at all. Next up, your favorite Notre Dame at home against Purdue. Notre Dame seven and a half point favorites. The number's fifty eight and a half. So zero for two. You want to take a, a third swing at this one? See if we can uh, send you to the bench. Notre Dame's <laughs> got to win this one. I like they got to win this one. But They're do they win home. it by seven and a half? I mean, <laughs> you know, no, this is a, I that's, can't. <laughs> this is and this is what I do. I always screw up Purdue and uh, Wake Forest because they have the same colors, you know, David Bell and uh, Plummer and, and company. I, I think I think Purdue's got a really good offense. You know, Wake Forest is Hartman and Ja'Cory Robertson and all those guys. But I, I think um, that offensive line uh, for uh, for Notre Dame, just I have no confidence in them. So I can't bet this game. Because I thought they were gonna, they're much better, way more talented, much better recruits than Toledo. And Toledo played them hard in South Bend. This is probably gonna end up looking similar to that. So I think at any point Notre Dame could go off and win by 30, but we just talked about the timing and the rhythm and getting in rhythm is so important, and they just don't have that yet. So I'll take Purdue uh and give me the points. I have no confidence in Notre Dame. All right, Georgia Tech at Clemson, Clemson ranked number six. Talk about Confidence being shaken too. This number is huge. 28 and a half, uh, obviously on the Clemson side, 51 and a half is the over under. So what do you think about this one? Can Clemson cover this huge number? Well, they didn't last year. The spread was 24 and I feel like they were a better team than last year. They oh, they had were Trevor Lawrence. They had Travis they uh, Etienne. Like uh, they were a, a better squad. I, they're still very, very good, but this line is one of those ones that's so big that it makes me nervous. I think this one could, you know, at any point it could get away and Clemson could win this one going away. And I would not be shocked, but I think um, I would probably take the under 51 and a half more than I would touch the line. I think the under uh, is way more. It's 51 and a half. Uh, I know 70% of public money is on that under. Uh, so it played to the under last year as well. That I'm more confident in than picking them by this gigantic spread because I just, you know, maybe this is the game where DJ puts it all together and looks like a Heisman candidate, but I'm not going to bet on it being that game. So I think give it's me a big the number. I, I'm with you on that same lean. I would lean the other way with the points there. I really would. Auburn, 22nd ranked against Penn State, 10th ranked. PSU uh, favored by six in this game. 53 is the number. You just going to run away from this one or you have a lean? Uh, I would backpedal. I would run. I, I, I'm not messing. I want to watch this game because I think it's going to be real fun to watch. These are two Agreed. really good defenses because normally what I would say here is I want the strong SEC defense. And that is what Malzahn built up at Auburn when he was there. Obviously, uh, that's a lot of what Harson does. But Penn so the State best play, the under here. The Penn State can, can play defense with anybody. I don't even like the under because it's kind of low at 53. For these teams. So that probably that's the bit. I mean, I, I not probably that's definitely the better wager here is the under, but um, I don't want to, I don't want to really mess with this one. Cause I think a couple things break either way and I could mm. see this playing. There's a lot of gray area here and I do not like gray when I'm betting. We like black and white. So uh, uh, too much gray here. So too much Liam Neeson 
movie. So uh, <laughs> this is the gray. So yeah, stay away from that game. Uh, there you go. Too much gray in my beard too. That's why I have to trim it down sometimes because <laughs> it's getting bad. So you can't see it in the camera, but I'm getting. You know, when my hair is coming back, uh, I can see. Yeah, there's a little little salt on uh, this. I side told my kids, there. I said, if I ever grew it back, first of all, it doesn't grow on top, really. And then second mm. of all, it's going to be all gray. I mean, they can't even imagine what it looks like. That's the beauty. When you shave your head, <laughs> nobody knows you look the yeah, same. That's right. I never age. That's how it works. And neither does Bogman's amazing <laughs> football analysis. For more, you can always follow him on the Twitter machine at Bogman Sports and check him out on ITL in this league and join the ITL. And the betting pros article. Like I I said, seven and three, seven and three. three. I was proud of that last week. So you should be proud of that. That's good work. You're, you're doing good work here. That's why we keep you (laughs) around every single week. So check that out at betting pros. And obviously at betting pros, you can get all the consensus lines as well to take you through everything you need. So if there's stuff we talked about, you can find it somewhere better that you like the odds somewhere else, then you can go there and make your wagers. Just go over to bettingpros.com and take care of that. In the meantime, you can follow both of us on the Twitter machine at Bogman Sports and, of course, at Joe Pisa PS17. And check out all that great content over at Betting Pros while you're at it. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Bogman, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. 